Okay, so hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the All About Ability podcast. Today we have somebody that I would have said yesterday could kick a ball better than me, but I'm not so sure that's the story today. Uh, Kelly and Sheridan, and uh, last night you were in a game, Kelly, and you've and you've had a bit of an injury, which I find really a kind of, I can't help but find that quite ironic for the day before you come into our podcast hosted by somebody in a wheelchair. It's like, maybe I should have brought one for you, I probably should have brought one for you. But how are you feeling? How's it? How's it holding up? Uh, it's. I mean, it is what it is. It's. It's not the best injury to get or the best timing of it. Never really is a good time to get injured. But, um, the fact I've ju- I'm kind of, what am I back now? Maybe six months back from, doing my left one. So it's kind of like the fact of. I know everything. Like oh, every feeling mm. I have now with it, I know how it feels like it's it's weird it's a different kind of yeah feeling with it this time where i'm more relaxed about it probably in terms of like i'll go and and do stuff i'm not just i'm not sitting in afraid to move my leg or anything or or try and go and do stuff so um yeah quite ironic that i've <laughs> turned up <laughs> the full kit just when i realized that last night i thought that's quite it's kind of there's some humor in that yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds like it's like the start of your publisher football career. The wheelchair football. Have you ever had a wheelchair football? I didn't until when you got in touch, and then I was having a look, and then I saw you were that. That's what you that you're big into it. You so. saw that my pretty big deal. Yeah, and then <laughs> I was like, I need to pay pay homage to it in some way. Well, there's a. <laughs> <laughs> So the, it was all a plan. Dundee will be watching this, but I can't believe this, man. It's terrible. Um, but what was quite interesting about that is, like, in Powertrip Football, right, there's a, it's, there's a there's a Dundee United team in that. And I told one of our pals that plays for the team, like, that I was having you on, and they were like, you need to get him to get a few of the Dundee players to take us on in a Powertrip Football game. <laughs> and have like a... Have the Dundee United Powers of Football team play the Dundee players in, in wheelchairs and have it as like a 4 v 4 Ah, okay, okay. Which I think could probably, you're going to have some time, so. <laughs> well, I should, <laughs> yeah, I should be the best player in this. I mean, you could be, you could, you could, in, in, in your months off, you could just lead the Dundee Powers of Football team. <laughs> well, I don't want to, I don't attempt fate yet, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole kind of different sort of sport, but like I, I play in the national team and it's been going on for like since like 2012. But the chairs, like the chair I'm sitting in the now is kind of your regular NHS type of chair. It's, you know, it's not about speed or anything like that. But okay. And over the last sort of couple of years, there's been specifically designed chairs for it that are like that spin 100 mil an hour, but they go 10k. Is there a limit on yeah. how fast they can go? With a limit? There's a, like it can actually go like 15k, but the the game play limit is 10k. We have speed tests and stuff. Okay. So everyone can play. No juicing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, people. You'd be surprised. There can be people that try to, because what you can do there is you get you do the speed test and then, uh, they have a rule now where you can't leave the room, until after the game is finished, because people get speed tested. Going in fucking clocking it up. <laughs> yeah, they'll get speed tested. Then they'll be like, oh, I need to go to the toilet. Go to the toilet. <laughs> and you're like, that guy is going very, very fast. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, if, if I'm speeding next to somebody, right, and then they go... The, if know, they pull ahead of you, you're going to be like, I'm doing the max here. I know that yeah. you're going more than 10, yeah. You can't say, oh, it's oh, it's just trying harder. Yeah, I'm like, on a hill, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a machine, so you know, that has happened before. Um, but there's a lot more kind of skill involved in it, and and I think that as soon as I realised, it's just been something that I've been talking about more in the podcast because I'm trying to make people more aware aware of it. And yeah, I've had we we were just in a tournament in Geneva that there was a um to qualify for the for the Euros for Scotland. Oh, okay. And we managed to get to the final, which meant that we've qualified for the next Euros, which gives us a chance to qualify for the next World Cup. Ah, so, okay, so, nice. One. So very. It's all very technical. Yeah. But I didn't even realise it was a thing until <laughs> until I saw it on yours. Well, that's the kind of stuff I'd love to hear, Killian. Because yeah. that's kind of what I'm trying to do is like bring it more into the public eye and um 
have people more aware of the fact because I think it's honestly see if you see a game in full flow like if you came and watched a game and you've seen it all happen without even knowing the rules in it and you would just look at it and go that's football how how many players aside is it people that listen to this podcast regularly are going to be driving themselves up the wall because I've said this oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but no I'm happy to talk about it it's, just, it's funny because like people will be like he's told I know exactly what he's going to say here, but it's four, it's four v four. Okay. And um, it's on like a bat. It's like the same as it's basically like five aside only. It's yeah. Four aside, and it's on a basketball kind of size court, like indoor court. And um, there's a couple of different rules because I know probably what you're thinking, people that don't know about it, I'm thinking is oh, well, is it not just a big kind of dodgems or something like that? You know, all the chairs are just bashing at each other and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's rules that can I stop that. So specifically, there's like a two v one rule. So if I have the ball, yeah, um, what essentially it means is that all the players need to be a uh, few meters apart. I'm f- I'm actually forgetting if it's three meters or five meters. But the point is that we're all we're all by a certain distance. So if I have the ball, only one defender can come up and tackle me. Okay. And then if um, and can the defender go within this? It's three meters. Yeah. So, 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 so. What Obviously, or else the game would never <laughs> end with it. <laughs> what essentially it means is like if if only two players can tackle for the ball at one time. So okay, yeah. Uh, so then, if I'm if somebody if I have the ball and a defender comes to me and then somebody encroaches that space, if there's two defenders on one attacker, that attacker gets the free kick. Ah, okay. So okay. then it encourages everybody to kind of spread out, to spread out, and yeah. pass the ball. Things like that because we had like a big bumper. It's fun. COVID friendly. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, we all knew distancing right, right, well before COVID yeah, yeah, came yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, see, when we came back, I was like, if anyone gives a two, you want to win the day, you're sick. Like, yeah. you're like the team, whatever. Because it's, it's, it's one of those things that's, um, it does make a difference because it really does encourage, like, actually people to pass the ball and things like that. Okay, yeah. And essentially, what it is is like you have a keeper, a middle player, and two wingers. Yeah. So, if you can imagine like the middle player sort of the like all the midfield kind of he's like they're like the anchor of the yeah, team yeah yeah and then you have the two wingers as sort of the strikers so it's always kind of a triangle movement yeah yeah um and that's sort of how it's played out to encourage you know more goals and more passing but see since i started it you wouldn't believe the difference in, in play like our next league day is the 26th of february you should, should uh yeah, no, I'll need to try and check we, it out. We, we'll just have a look. We'll get you yeah. in a chair so you can try oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'll be <laughs> crutching along, I think. Well, there you go. I mean, that <laughs> it's good timing for it. It's good timing for it. But because um, I know I've, I've listened to a few of your podcasts you've done and I know you must get sick of, uh, part of you must get sick of having to answer all these football questions all the time because it seems to be, you know, I think you've been in football for so long yeah and it's like it's like always the same sort of thing like how is it like play for Celtic what did Tommy Burns say you know <laughs> I don't I don't mind it I don't mind it I don't mind it well one of the things that I was quite curious about um when I was looking at your your football records right was the fact that you played for Applewell yeah in Cyprus and then you won a double with them yeah twice but then the following season after that you moved to the rivals yeah and I was thinking that must have not went down too, too well. It was a weird one because I never really got much grief for doing it because from previous years, a lot of players went the other way. A lot of players went from Ammonia to Applewell because Ammonia went through some money problems. And a lot of players kind of like, it was as if they were jumping ship and going to the richer winning like team that was winning and those players would have had a lot more problems and also they were Cypriot so because I was a foreign player like it it wouldn't I don't think it had the same meaning for me switching teams um and kind of Apoel fans liked me and there was never I never really had obviously in the games when we played it's like the usual stuff you're going to get from from the other teams but um the other team fans but i never really had too much issues um, so it wasn't like uh what, who was the guy that did that everyone goes on about it goes for they went to rangers when they were going to go to celtic 
Aye. Mo Johnson. His yeah. name just went right in my head, so I wasn't quite like that. But then that makes me wonder, like, how does this, because you've obviously been to a lot of different countries and things like that, but how does that kind of rivalry, like, the kind of rivalry between different clubs in different countries compare to, like, the Celtic and Rangers heat that you get here? Uh, I don't think anything really compares to Celtic and Rangers here. It's like, every, I feel like every single thing at the end of the day, no matter what the argument is, it seems to come down to Celtic or Rangers side, like over any, over everything. It's uh, and I don't think you, you'd really get that in too many other places. No, you don't. I mean, it's uh, that, that's why I've been trying, I've been trying for like the past couple of years to really get Celtic Rangers into Fellowship football because I'd, I'd love to play in a, I'd love to play an old prom game. So how many teams is there now in the league? There's, well, I think there's like, in terms of clubs, there's like six or seven clubs. And then there's eight teams, I believe, including the championship. So right now we have Dundee, I think in terms of mainstream clubs, Dundee United and Motherwell have just kind of joined up. Okay. I think Aberdeen are going to as well. Um, But it's one of those things where I think it's like, if people, if more people knew about it, they would just lo- they would just watch it and fall in love with it because everyone talks about like how there's like a lack of passion in football these days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you go yeah. watch one of our games, man. There's nothing but passion. It's, yeah, it's a bit crazy that way because you think, oh, it's I bet it's like dead wholesome and and cuddly. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Look at these special people playing football. It's great. <laughs> But <laughs> you come to a game on game day and it's like, you know, it's not like that. It's not like that. Is it quite verbal? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it depends on who you are, but I'm certainly verbal anyway yeah. with the referee and that. <laughs> like that. It's a joke, man. Um, but no, you, you said, I think people have this idea of what we're like and how we're not, you know, they can't ever imagine something about you being competitive, especially something in a power chair. Yeah. Because they just kind of look at you and think, especially... It's one thing being in a wheelchair, but if you're not even if you're not even in a manual chair and you're just using a wee joystick to move out, you're thinking that person must be fucked a wee bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of what the, that's kind of what the perception is in your head. But honestly, like these tackles, they're flying, they're flying, man. I've had some amount of hits over the over the course of the last decade or so. But there's a lot of skill in it too, and um, that's one of my biggest goals is to try and get because I I feel as though as soon as we get one of the big two, everyone else will follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You know, and have you have you had like communication with them or anything, or is there interest from them or? Yeah, well, I'm I'm a Celtic fan, so I went for I went for Celtic first, and and they, I've been in quite, I've been talking to them for like the last couple of years. Did a charity thing for um, the foundation. Yeah. A couple of years ago, when we did a, it was a, I did a thousand k in a month. I haven't mentioned this in a while, but. And what I did was I did 40k every day on a ski machine. Oh, wow. Yeah, for 30 days and we got to 1,000k. Ski and machine's not easy. I'm telling you, man, it was... No. Uh, <laughs> Paul, like, if you don't believe me, Paul was there. Paul was me greeting every single day. Yeah. <laughs> we have a ski machine now in our gym uh, with Dundee because we moved into a new facility this season. And there's a ski machine and the fitness coach loves it. And it's... Yeah, it's not an easy... It's not, be, an, it's not an easy shift. I'll be, I'll be fucking doing loads of us soon. There you go. Maybe we should get a wee, we get a wee workout in together. See, see if we can handle more, more on the ski. As well, you clearly, <laughs> you're, you're doing fucking a thousand. Well, it was probably one of the. I mean, in hindsight, you're looking back at it. Well, that was one of the most meat-headed, silly things I've ever done in my life. Like, I was very motivated to do it, but because of already, and so we were sitting in here, and it was like. Uh, <laughs> I remember thinking, I really want to get Celtic's attention. I really want to try and do something yeah. that people are going to be looking at and go, I can't believe this guy's doing this. Kind of yeah. like a, kind of like a, well, lack of a better way of putting it, like a Forrest Gump thing. You know, it's like <laughs> everyone just starts looking, I can't believe he just keeps going and doing this thing. Yeah. So, um, I'm like that. I've been working out a bit doing this handbag thing and I was doing like 10k a day and I was like, I feel pretty good. Yeah. And so, so I'm like, what if I did something like this? So, but it had to be a certain amount over the over the month and 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 I think it was oh what was the distance? What was that distance Paul that we said over to like I think it was over like the we, whole of the UK or something? We like googled that? Land's End to John O'Groats and it came out at like nine hundred and forty K 
hear him is like, oh, I'll just do a thousand then. Wow. <laughs> ah, so it was pretty much the length of the UK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, m- more than that, which is that, 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 what's crazy to me is I heard 940k and thought, just trying to add a thousand today. Yeah. That was the biggest regret I have this whole thing. <laughs> that last that last 60 oh, yeah. oh, like you have no idea man no idea like, i was doing okay up until honestly up until the last sort of bit because i could have said i'm i'm doing the whole i'm doing all across britain that's the whole length of it yeah and you could have just said 940k and everyone would have been like wow yeah and the truth is i could have said, i could have been like i'm doing 500k and everyone would have been like wow yeah, yeah, yeah. i had to be like yeah. let's do a thousand kilometers <laughs> like but you done it Oh, we've done it. We've done it. And uh, it, it kind of, when you do something like that, it just takes your fear of in away. Because you're like, nothing's ever going to be harder than that. <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was such an incredible challenge. And like that last, because I did it on my knees. Um, and you're just in the gym basically all day trying to get this done. And uh, in the last sort of couple of days, I came in and my, my knees and everything are just buckling. Right up until the last like hundred meters, I was like looking at Paul and be like, I don't know if I can finish this. Yeah, like, I was just fought the bits and um, but it just goes to show you that whether you've got a bad Achilles or not, you can do you can do all sorts of things, Kellen. So get on that ski machine, man. Get going. Here, yeah, I was I was thinking this morning there on the way down. I said to Jody, that at least at least I'll be once I have this right one operated on. At least I'll be, and it's all done, and I come back. I'll be thirty-four with two brand new Achilles. I'm trying to put a, trying to find some positive spin on it. It's not a bad place to be. No, it's not a bad um, place to be. You've been in the game for for quite a while since you were like a, a young boy in some ways compared to now. Like how how do you think that football has like changed much in that time for you? Like because I think that like maybe when you first started it. Like the likes are like, I don't know, social media and that was maybe not as prevalent as it is now. Uh, yeah, no, it was pretty non-existent really. Um, like you had, what was the first one when I came out? Probably Facebook is what, like the closest thing to it, but that wasn't really, you weren't putting yourself out into the, into the public. Like that was more just your friends that would see stuff you'd put up. And then uh, like loads of people, loads of guys my age now will say oh like when i if if social media was around when we were younger we'd be screwed like we'd the amount of trouble we'd have been in but i think it makes younger people act differently as well so like if social media was around when we were younger we you probably wouldn't be doing what you were doing back then anyway or acting how you would have been acting so i think everyone like just adapts to to the situations that they're in so like younger guys now won't i don't really find go out as much or don't there's not as much of a drinking culture among younger guys now um to probably what we had and then even further the when we were younger the older guys would always say like oh like when we were younger it was even like that that step up again i feel like every generation that goes by is is, says the one before yeah yeah but there's like, I think we're also, we're able to just watch more in the house than we had been before. And then the pandemic and all that, it's like, there's a lot more like social anxiety. But that kind of brings me on to, so you've started your own podcast, Chef Show, yeah. which is a great name, by the way. With Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> with Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> what is it doing with that? Where does that, like, I mean, first of all, I really hope that one day Lewis Capaldi sees us and, and comes to the podcast because that would be hilarious. Well, I mean, we we expect him every week, but he's. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, oh that's brilliant. One of these, he's busy. I'm just waiting for the tour to finish. Of course, of course. I'm, sure, I'm sure he's ready to come on at any point. Um, but what do you know? Something that I, I noticed about the podcast, right? Is like you've got this kind of, and this is may not be the comparison, but it's like a kind of dry sense of humor, like. Sort of reminds me of Ricky Gervais in the office a little bit. It's just like you have this way of talking. Dull. About things. Are you trying to say dull? 
<laughs> no, because it's no, like... I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's even there, like, it's like, you can't really read where you're going with it, and then by the time you've finished talking about the point you're making, you're just howling laughing. And it's <laughs> and it made me wonder, like, when you're... I know football is like this thing where everybody, everybody pure is like, be amazing to be a football player and all that, but... I mean... Was that always something you thought, I'd, I'd kind of rather be able to sort of express myself in this sort of comedic sense rather than just be known as Kelly and Sheridan, the football player? Um, I didn't, I never really thought about it like not being, or I've never thought about myself as just being only like Killian, a football player and not having anything else or like that, or like being defined just as being a football player that I've never really struggled with or worried about that being a thing. Um, and then just I started doing a podcast a few years ago when I went to Poland the first time. And that was just because I'd started listening to podcasts and watching podcasts. And then I was like, I'm, I'm a lot of like, if I see something, I think I can do it. And I think it's easy. And then I'll go and try it. And I, find out it's not and I can't do it but that's what got me into podcasts in the first place and then stopped doing them for ages and then last year when I was done my other Achilles and was injured I was like right I'm gonna I'm gonna start a podcast try do it again and put myself out there uh, and then it wasn't until I was back <laughs> back fully fit and training that I was like right I'm actually gonna go ahead and do it Um. So it wasn't really, it wasn't really something that I was like thinking, right, I need to go and like find a new identity or anything. It was just more probably getting injured made me realize I need to kind of think about other stuff to do because football eventually will come to an end. Um, and then I was like, well, if, if I just sit around doing nothing, not much is really going to happen. So I was like, look, I'll go out, do something. If see what comes from that, maybe s different opportunities arise from that. Um, and if it does, all right, then so, so far, nothing has like, <laughs> 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 well, you know, it'll happen now because you're on such a big platform with such a handsome guy. So hopefully. Yeah. Well, fucking the only thing that's happened is I've done my other Achilles. So. <laughs> Well, I think that, you know, it's interesting how the injury sort of made you think about that a bit, a bit more. Because what I was really meaning from that is I think people have this way of just automatically putting you in that box, even if you don't believe that to be the case. It's all of a sudden it's like, it's like they want you on a podcast for it. They want you to do this because it played for Celtic and did all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I think a lot of footballers do get kind of caught in that because you, you hear about you hear stories about players that retire and they're like not really sure what to do with their life and you see that in every sport but it seems like football is like you either become big you, you do well enough to be a pundit or it's like you just don't hear about them ever again so it's do you think that that's something that's maybe there needs to be more done to support footballers after their careers finished in that sense uh, I think I think they try and do a good job of preparing footballers for after football or for when it stops. But a lot of footballers will never want to believe that they're going to be in that situation or they're, you're not going to, you never really believe you're going to get a bad injury. If you've never been injured, you think, well, I've never been injured. I'm, I'm fine. I don't get injured. Um, and you never really like, I don't think you ever really want to give in to the fact that shit, I'm going to need to actually do something else um, or like have a, not a backup plan, but have something there that I'm ready to go into. Uh, it's almost like admitting that, okay, there might be a time when I'm not either fit to play or I'm not good enough to play at the level that I'm still playing at. Uh, and I think a lot of it is, can be like just your ego saying, like you can't do this anymore or this is going to finish. You're not going to be who you are or as good as you are now forever. And it's going to come to an end. Um, and I think like there is a lot, there is a lot of 
opportunities from like here the PFA put on a lot of courses and a lot of help out with studying and stuff like that um, I'm, and I, th- I think there, there is a decent enough take up in it I'm not sure because I haven't been back here that long um, but I think it's just they're like it's almost like you're giving in that okay I'm I'm, I'm not going to be a footballer forever or it, it, it does come to an end it's a, I could imagine it being a hard thing to accept when it's something that you always that's something I I I use that same analogy for like dis- disability in itself. People say to me like when 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 we sort of ignore accessibility and things like that. And trust me, this does call it I won't go into too much of a tangent here, but it's like the idea that we all have whether you're f- physically able or not, right? Eventually at some point in your life you'll be less physically able than you are now by just getting older and the way that life is and that's how it goes so there's a chance that there's a very good chance that even if you aren't disabled at one point in your life you probably will be in some sense but it's like nobody really wants to look at it that way because it's like a bit too real it's like okay well yeah that's let's just ignore that for now because that's not me right now but it's the same analogy for football and for anything in life it's like if we actually are honest about the conversation it will make it a bit easier to to understand why these things need to happen, like why you need to have a second, you know, different things that aren't just evolved around the one area, like football or, or you know, any aspect of life, knowing that everything kind of changes and everything sort of comes to an end. So the sponsor for this episode is Lab Solutions, who are a property maintenance company that's actually run by our brother. And listen, I might be a better looking than him, but he's a great guy. <laughs> and you should go and check out everything he does because he's one of the hard, hardest working people I know. And I'm always making sure that anyone that sponsors this podcast has the same intentions as me and is coming from a good place. And he definitely is one of the hardest workers I know. He will take care of everything you need just in, in all those type of areas. And I just want you to make sure that go and check him out. Make sure that you, anything you contact Michael about, he'll be sure to help you and give you the best service that you need. If you were going to give advice to like a young football player, is that something you would say to them? Like, be aware of the fact that this isn't going to last forever. I, yeah, like I'd, I could say that, but people said that to me when I was younger <laughs> and I was like, all right, yeah, but that's not going to be me. Yeah, yeah. And I think everyone just thinks, well, yeah, okay, but that's not going to happen to me. It's, <laughs> I think, it, I think it just comes down to people individually. Like if some guys have their heads screwed on and, and do go and, and maybe have degrees or have little can set up side businesses or something that they're ready to transition into. But I think a lot of the time there is just that ego that no, it's not going to be me. But when you hear of like premiership footballers who have made millions and when they finish, you hear a lot of them saying like they struggle to adapt. And then it's, it's hard to kind of relate to them where there's, the money aspect where they don't need to go in and then provide and and pay bills and stuff like they might have had made so much money that that they're comfortable in that sense but they don't have things set up to keep them busy and keep them occupied and then I think a lot of people look at that and think well that's where I need to I need to be at that level where I can finish and just chill out for a while I don't need to and then I'll, I'll have time to think of what I'm going to do, what will be the next step. Um, and I think it's just kind of like realizing that everyone doesn't matter if you've made millions, if you, if you haven't, that everyone does need that next thing to have or something, even something to distract you from football as well can be good. Um, I know a lot of people, it's, it's probably getting a little bit better now in terms of People accepting that footballers and probably sports people in general do other stuff apart from just train, train and play. Like you can train for how many hours you go and train, then there's a lot of free time for you to, that you can spend doing something you like and that'll help develop you and set you up for the future. Um, 
rather than just sitting around watching Netflix and YouTube and stuff, uh, which I think is getting a little bit better. It's, it's that thing of, oh, he should be out, he should be training or he should be working on something instead of making a podcast or instead of on Twitch or gaming or whatever people want to do. There's definitely more opportunities, like for sure. Even, I mean, there's people that would never have a podcast that have podcasts, you know, like that, that I love watching this. So it's just, there's different, there's a lot of different avenues you can explore. Whereas I think, like you say, back in the day, it was like that Viking, that Viking mentality. Like if you're not completely doing this 100% of the time, then you're never going to make it. But then there's people that 100% dedicate themselves completely and they don't make it. And then it's like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. It was, I don't know if you saw Paul Merson say something last week. He said, uh, said being a footballer was hard. It was harder to be a footballer than a brain surgeon. <laughs> and it was, so he said something along the lines of like, how much you saying you can put in all the effort and all the work to become a footballer and still not make it as a footballer. But you can go and work for a few years and become a brain surgeon. And it's obviously the biggest load of rubbish ever. <laughs> it dispelled that mist um, pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, do you know, of all the people that they've got rid of, I can't believe he's still there, man. <laughs> he's clinging on. Huh? <laughs> they must do it just for the views. Well, we're talking about me, so. It's like, I know, yeah, he's, we've fallen into the trap. Exactly. I mean, hopefully they can still keep Jeff a bit, but he's the man. Um, that is a crazy comparison, but it's just true. But I mean, I, you, you get the idea, the premise of what you're talking about is is the same idea, though, isn't it? It's like, but you did say something just now about how you've, you've, you've not, you're not long back in like sort of Scotland and, and playing here. And you know, looking at everywhere you've been, right? Part of me is thinking, if I if I was went all over the world and played in all these different places, I want, like I'm thinking, I don't know if I'd want to come back to Scotland after right. I to <laughs> So like you know, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is when you're when you're in these different countries, were you ever in a was there ever a particular place where you were like I could stay here forever? This is. This is, this is definitely a nice environment than Glasgow. Maybe not when I was there. Like looking back, probably the best place I was would have been Cyprus because everything just went well. Like football went well as a country to live in. It's it's ideal, good weather, nice people. Um, and everything was going well. But then at the same time, I was there for what three just under four years and I kind of got an itch to go and try I wanted to try another league in different countries and then probably once I'd, I'd done that and saw a few other places I kind of looked back to being like okay I, yeah Cyprus was the best place where I've been in, in terms of the whole package and enjoying everything um, but then at the time I didn't really realize that until I'd until I'd left us I didn't realize like how good I had it there um and then yeah as you say you come back to Glasgow for a little bit or not Glasgow like Scotland you come back here for a while and then I'm like oh okay I kind of got the itch to go again yeah because that's one of the uh, best things about football I feel like is having the chance to like, go and try these things out but it's everything in hindsight isn't it so you you can't it takes that bit of time to realize what you have until you don't realize what you have until you're not there anymore. Yeah. Even like the other way around when I was, before I came back to Scotland, I was thinking, all right, I've been abroad for so many years. I'd like to go back and just have like a bit of normality and things that are just normal to me. And then you have it for a while and then you're like, okay, I kind of want to, I kind of miss the traveling now and like the different, the nicer weather and stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of, you get that with everything, but I think it's like human nature a bit to want to go and explore, and then you you always kind of reminisce about what you're not doing rather rather than just enjoying what it is you're. Yeah, no, no, that's doing it. The, moment. the grass is always greener, like it's for sure. Um, do you know I wanted to ask you this question because I mentioned poetry football earlier, right? 
and I'll <laughs> this is there's a point to this. Um, but we have so I've started my own team and I'm kind of coaching them and 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 what we did was we took players that were going to kind of lead the sport and I made my own team because I didn't want them all to leave and because I'm one of the better players. In fact, probably the best player to be honest. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to and say the most it. humble. I'm just going to say it. Best player, best looking. That's it's just it's <laughs> not it's not my fault that that's true. It's just true. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll so, take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Look, you know, I mean, what pouch of football player is going to come in here and dispute that? I mean, I mean, so it's like you know, it's my word against whose. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to compare myself to Ronaldo, but let's just not do that anymore. We'll say okay. we'll go with Messi. Obviously, he, he's he's the one, but um. I kind of took myself from one of the one of we have like our own sort of old firm, if you like. Yeah. The two top teams, and I took myself from one of those teams as one of the main players, and then put myself with players that were kind of not not quite at that same level, and made our own team and based it around myself to try and push for another team to break. I wanted to push and get another team to break the top two. Now we have a league day coming up. We're going to be playing the two top teams, and um, do you know that way? I've been training hard for that. I'm excited about it, but haven't really felt nerves at this in terms of a domestic game in like quite a few years. Because normally you go to a game and you're like, I'm playing. I'm in a team that are winning, that are you know sort of that I know that if I'm a wee bit off at that day, I'm going to have quality around me that's going to help me yeah. kind of dig me out. If I can just be, if I'm at fifty percent, then my team has got a good chance of getting a result. Okay. Whereas I'm now in a team that's like, I need to be playing my absolute best in order for us to get... You need to carry them. Well, I don't think... Carry is not the right word because they have actually all... They're all working really hard and they've all improved significantly. But it's just knowing that all four... Like, a whole squad really need to all be on point. There's no sort of room for it, I feel like. Okay, okay. So I'm a wee bit nervous about that. And as we were coming... As I was coming in here, I had a distinct memory of you from when I was that wee guy. <laughs> and it was uh, I was on a school trip and I remember on a school trip we're, we're away for like the weekend or something on the school trip and I think it was in primary school so we're already young and Celtic were playing Man United and um, somebody somebody said to me I was like what's this who's what's the team and all that because you're like is it Scott McDonald and Yeah Minigo and all yeah. that well, hopefully they're all fit and all that and somebody goes Kelly and Sheridan starting yeah <laughs> And I just turned around and I was like, Who? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? So first of all, I don't, that must have been a big deal for you. But the reason why I, I'm bringing it up is that, you know, you were kind of, I believe that was still sort of early in your time there. And all of a sudden you're starting against Man United in the Champions League night. But I believe we got a decent result that night. I think it was one each. One all, yeah. Um, but what was, so my, I guess my question is, how did you deal with, how did you deal with your nerves in that kind of situation? Um, I tend to get nervous before every game, like no matter, almost more nervous in lesser games than bigger games. And I found like when I, if I don't have that nervous feeling in my stomach, that I'll be like, oh no, something's wrong. Like why I should, why, why don't I have that feeling? Because from when, from when I was, I was getting it, I was like, right, what's going on here? Why am I so nervous all the time? And then I like, I can't remember who, might've been a, a, was it a sports psychologist or someone or someone, someone said it anyway, that, uh, it's basically like just adrenaline in your body. And it means like you're, you're getting ready for something big that's coming you're preparing your body for it so i was like right as soon as i felt nerves i was like right that's my body ready like this is a good thing so as soon as the nerves hit i was like okay i'm I'm ready so i kind of had it the other way where if there was no nerves i was like oh this isn't this isn't good like this so i'd like get nervous about not <laughs> having nerves <laughs> um so I've now, I can, and going back to that game, I don't really, I don't think I had much time to be too nervous. I think it might've been the day before. Was it the day before or was it the morning of the game? 
I was told I was starting. I'm not sure. But the, I knew there was injuries and then we weren't sure if if he would have played just Scott McDonald up front on his own. Um, and then obviously he wanted to go with two strikers. And I think I'd played the week before I might have played at home to Hibs and it was my first start and I scored. And then I think United game might have been the next week or something after that. Um but I think also the fact that I wasn't expecting it and I didn't have time to like overthink it as well at that age. That's the other thing. When you're younger, you're not really your thoughts about games are completely different to when you're older. When you're older, I find like you're thinking more about you're probably overthinking stuff when you're older compared to when you're younger, which is I used to always think like, oh, can't wait till I'm older and like much more experience being able to deal with situations and games and like know how to manage things whereas it's almost been the opposite way around when i was younger you just go in and you're like you're not thinking about anything you just go and do it no it, it's um do you know that's i love that answer because i'm like i'm thinking to myself like if the nerves are good that's a good thing that's a good <laughs> yeah yeah because there's it's interesting i don't think you get that feeling that nervy feeling anywhere else in your life like in any, any other situation nothing beats the feeling of you're about to play a football game and you get that kind of feeling in your stomach like that that to me is the fact that i'm trying to get to have that feeling is every day kind of blows my mind yeah that. yeah um but just hearing you talk about that it's like it just shows you that everybody gets like that even even the best players in the world get, get like that and you actually just to just to mention that because i feel like a Started that point making a slag in your foot a little bit. I want to mention that you played really well in that game, to be fair. I, have like a, I, I fucking <laughs> should have scored. I'd have, I remember I'd, from a corner and I've like had a header and it's hit the the roof, the roof of the goal or the netting, roof netting. I don't know what it's called. And uh, I remember like for years after that, I used to think, oh, if only that went in, if that went in, it would have been all different. But it, it didn't, so... <laughs> How did you get out of that thought process? Like, if you're thinking, if you're thinking, because because that can really eat people. I mean, I mean, look at Tony Watt for example. He scored, he scored that goal against Barcelona, and it and it made it the opposite thing. It kind of you you could say I don't know the guy, right? But like theoretically, it may have got to Serbia, but he did this amazing thing against the best team in the world. And then, how do you get any further than that? So at least it kept you hungry, <laughs> you know. Hey. Yeah, I don't know about the I don't know about the hunger or if it's I don't know if it really made a difference to me in terms of oh, like that hunger and like fight or desire to like really succeed. I don't know. I've mm -hmm. never. It's probably something I never. I wouldn't say I've never had, but when I was when I first came over and I was young, I was like. Because the way I got into football, I was quite late getting into football, going over to Celtic, that everything was just kind of, it wasn't something that I really expected to happen. So everything that was happening, I was like, oh, like, okay, this is good. Things have gone well. The next good thing has happened. Then that's led to another good thing. So there was no real expectations I'd put on myself where I was like, right, I need to, this needs to happen. I expect this to happen. It was just like, just see what happens, see how it comes. And I always went over thinking, right, I'll be over for, I don't know, might have, my first contract might have been two years. I was like, right, if two years it doesn't work out, sound I'll come back and I'll go and study or whatever, go to college. And obviously it, it worked out the other way and worked out the best for me. But I think I've, that's why I've never really had that pressure as well from, from guys being in academies from when they're 12 or 13 that, always the end goal is to be a footballer whereas i never really had that so it seems that you've kept a level head but you from the stories i've heard you've yeah you've had a bit of a dig about you in certain games i, I heard you tell a story about how when you look this isn't going to be exactly what you think it's going to be when i mention this right but when, <laughs> you told a story about how you're, you were in the, the tunnel and you were lined up against messi and you're thinking i can't believe i'm playing against messi and then you, then you play the game and Somehow in this game, you end up telling Messi to fuck off. <laughs> um, and that will 
first of all, that's mad. What what a fucking thing to be able to tell people. <laughs> but also, it made me wonder, like, do you ever? Because you've been in the game a long time now, right? So do you ever get in a, get in, get in games where you're playing against people that are your actual pals, like genuine friends, and you end up to like saying something like that to them? Hey, not really. No, referees tend to get it the most from me. That's where I like. I'll find myself shouting stuff at at referees. I remember in, when I was in Israel and I shouted something. I called a referee uh, a word that isn't friendly on YouTube. And he was like, he turned around and he goes, Sheridan, I understand English. Be careful. I'm like, all right, sorry. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> um, but I'm, I can't really, no, I don't really argue too much with with friends that I haven't playing against. Um, not really. A few times like with defenders and stuff, you'll have battles throughout the game, but I've never, never really been one for holding on to them afterwards. Like at, or even in training, like I could have an argument with someone and then by the time training's finished, I'll be able to chat to them and, and laugh about it. I can like lose my head within for maybe two or three seconds, like boot a ball away or just kind of lose your head doing something stupid. And then within five seconds after, I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? I'm like, and then I'll just be totally calm again. <laughs> You've got more composure than me because I'll, I'll follow it with all my powers in a game until, yeah. after, until after it. You're like, I'll calm, I'll calm down there. Yeah. No, there's, there's, I've played with loads of guys who are like that and like we'll just lose it with everyone and anyone and like even there'll be guys like who'll go in and car share and we'll be best friends and then in training like they could be nearly coming to blows like nearly fist fighting and then you're like I just, I, just, I just don't have it I just don't have that I don't know if it's anger or I don't know what it is well there's one I mean you seem I, I guess it's um <laughs> it's a bit of a release for people isn't it a bit of you know but that's probably the way you are is probably healthier. I would imagine. <laughs> it, it's just the way I am. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. Like it might sometimes it might come across as not caring or being like a bit blasé about it in games. But I still like will try and run as much as the guy who's shouting his head off. I'll, I feel like I'll still run as much as him. I'll still put in as much. I'll still tackle as much, or if I need to make a striker, doesn't really need to tackle too much, but I'll still do as much work as, as the guy that's, that's shouting like crazy. Is there any particular defender, like when you, you're talking about like, uh, you get in touch with the defenders, was there any particular defender that comes to mind that was just a particular, particularly hard to deal with? There was a, there was a guy when I was in Cyprus at Ammonia, we played Panathinaikos in a friendly, I can't remember his name. And uh, it was, remember Nikos Dabizas? That does sound familiar, yeah. The, the Greek defender. He played for Newcastle. He was the defender when Bergkamp done the, the flick around oh, yeah. and scored that goal. But he he came and was uh, the technical director at Ammonia. So he came in and like, he brought in loads of these new rules, like real strict rules. And there was massive fines if you got sent off and stuff like this. So we were playing this friendly and I came on in it and the defender was, I don't know out of where or, or why he was so angry about with me or whatever, but he just started going, eh, your family, like fuck your family, your parents hope to die, hope to get cancer and to die, your father, your mother. <laughs> Everyone, I hope they all die. Just kept kept going on to me like this. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, then it's like for after that, for the next like five or 10 minutes, like balls coming up for headers and stuff, long balls, I'd find like I'd just be wanting to just jump into him and like to foul him or just like having a tussle with him. But he just kept going on like that. And the whole time in my head, I'm like, I can't afford to like get sent off for doing something. Not like I'm not a fighter anyway, but like I was thinking, oh, I can't really do anything. But I was... Remember after the game, like pretty angry and uh, that Nikos was in the tunnel and he was, I was, he was like, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, oh, that prick there, like saying whatever. And I was like, okay, just, just don't say anything. Remember, remember. Just like, keep calm, don't say anything. So that guy is always 
I've always thought of that guy. I can't remember his name. That sounds horrific, man. That's <laughs> the, I've never heard, never heard anything like that before. But it was like proper. I hope, I hope your family get cancer and die. That was. <laughs> well, I just, I'm, I'm laughing because it's just so outrageous. Like that's what I, when you when I asked you that question, I was not expecting <laughs> that story. Kind <laughs> of threw me off guard. I was like, I thought you were going to say something like, uh, like, um, just a general sign off. To it, oh, think. you're shy or. <laughs> 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 Um, so I can't um I can't let this go by and not ask you about vegans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm watching your TikToks last night and trust me when I tell you that when we when we booked this podcast, I did not think I would be saying that sentence, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was watching your TikToks and I was just it was just the funniest thing, the whole thing about the McDonald's thing, and then just the whole conversation about the, the Starbucks as well and vegans itself, and then I then I found out that you yourself are actually a vegan or yeah. vegetarian, and I'm thinking, so 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 first of all, is that do you did you get how much heat did you because that that TikTok got like a one million views or something like that? So did you get some effect from the vegan community for that? Does anyone actually know that you are a vegan as well? No, no one knows, I think, that I'm a, so all the people who are commenting and stuff, they have no idea that I'm actually vegan. And I think even in the from from the actual episode where like I'm describing why I'm doing it or or like putting it into context, I think I say that I am vegan. So that's why it's funny. So the people who are like going mad in the comments and don't realize that I'm vegan. So it's it's funny on both sides because the vegans are like, some of them are like, oh, I feel like I feel bad for you. You need to, you need to try it out. And this is just a typical thing like a meat eater would say or something like that. And then there's all the meatheads who are like, this guy's a hero, like fuck the vegans. Like you're the, you're the best guy ever. You're, um, oh, this guy's a legend. This guy's a legend for slaughtering the vegans. So their hero is, their hero is a vegan, which was, that makes it everything more funny. Um, but la- la- actually last night after our game, I came out and there was these young boys and one of them was like, oh, I, uh, I watch your podcast. Are you, are you a vegan? Oh no, no, he's, he's went to, why, why do you hate vegans? And then I was like, look, it's the internet. Don't believe everything. I'm vegan. And he was like, no. So why do you do it? I was like, just for a laugh. It's just, it's just a joke. Like, don't take it too seriously. And he's like, oh, okay. And he was asking me about like the diet and stuff. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how invested the people get in their opinions on it's like my way or, or nothing else. You either eat meat or don't. And it's on both sides. That's why it's funny. Like the vegans are that way is, is the only way you can be. And then people who are like meat eaters are like, no, it's, it's it, our way. It's, it's strange because I had a, done a podcast a couple of years ago with somebody that was known for just, be, like she had a big platform because she's a vegan. And and Stephen, Stephen I had her on, it was the comments and people that were mentioning, it was so divisive. It was like, it, yeah, it's, I, couldn't believe, I couldn't believe how much of a, like, controversial area that it was yeah, for people. It's it's crazy. Like I'm I try and pride myself on being a sound, well rounded vegan that will I'll take in information from both sides. Which is something that seems to be quite a rare, a rare Well I think I uh, I think my TikToks have highlighted that. <laughs> that it's that they're like it's like people's political opinions. Like they're that passionate about it that it's yeah, well, see when you said that, do you know what it reminds me of? Like when I, see when I, on this podcast, I, I tend to make a lot of wheelchair jokes. Okay. Right, because um, I'm, I'm really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's part of the reason why you can do that is because you are, and I'm in a wheelchair. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, not like I'm, 
Like, if I was fully able, make moves, I'd always people, people would be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, if you're vegan, making, making vegan jokes, then it's like, that, that's what, um, it's always funny when there's like, people that are not disabled that are like, can run about in that will say to me, you shouldn't be making jokes like that. And I'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> like, no, you can't. Listen, like, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to crawl upstairs to get to, to get to the after street. So, spare me, spare, <laughs> spare me your moral compass here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, nice out in that, and I'm crawling up flights of stairs to get to the gaff. And you want to tell me that I can't make a wheelchair joke about that? Like, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the furthest I can go is I can only make crutch jokes. Well, you've welcome to the Kerpo Club. So I'm going to say that <laughs> you've joined us. And now you're going to be a top pouch football player. You've you've won up you've won up to me on with a wheelchair. I'm... Listen, see, hopefully your recovery goes well. But if it goes sideways, I have a wheelchair. Uh. Ready. <laughs> We're ready to go. Everything's going to be set. Um, but no. So okay, so you're going to be out for the for the what was it till September? You said rest of the season anyway. How how are you feeling about like your in terms of your football career and things like that, like, are you really eager to get back fit and back playing or, or, or are you starting to think, should I be looking at sort of, I don't know, winding this down? And I, I'm just curious as to where your mind's at with that at this current moment in time. Uh, no, I'm just looking to guess back fit first, just rehab this, get back fit and then ready to go again. Because when I've done my... When I done my left one last season, um, and I've come back from that, and I've haven't had any issues with that one, so that one feels like fine. That there, it's just feels like as as good as new. Um, so I feel quite confident that my right one will be will be the same thing. And then, so like I said, like I love two brand new Achilles. Don't worry about too Ready much. to go. Huh? I mean, don't rub it in too much, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sitting here, come on now, you know. No matter if rehab's getting me there, so let's, you know, it could be worse. Could uh, be worse. I walked into that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, this is like, I've, it's like a tick that I've got, you know, but because it's funny, see whenever I meet somebody for the first time, it's like, oh yes, they're never going to see any of these jokes coming. Yeah. <laughs> you, must, you must be able to make people feel pretty uncomfortable. I know, I love it though. It's, uh, it's <laughs> It's great. Cause for it's, you, it's great. For you, it's great. I mean, because I think it's just, I always enjoy, there's always a part of the brain that goes, when we talk about things like it, they go, I never really thought about that. And that's cool. And then there's that other side of them that's like, I don't know whether I can laugh at this or if it's it's not okay for me to do this. It's, you can see them thinking about, there's like a a lot of people, there's like a 30 second delay of whether they think they should laugh at this or just be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, just, you know, I'm trying to sort of allow people to know that it's not something that we, like, people in wheelchairs aren't like, well, people in wheelchairs that are dealing with the fact they're in a wheelchair aren't thinking, I don't want you to talk to them. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'd rather you ask. Plus, it would, it would make you feel worse if people are just acting differently and, and not wanting to have a laugh and a joke at you. Well, exactly, exactly. And I think that's, that is what tends to happen more so than anything else, especially when you're younger in a chair. It's like they don't want to tiptoe around you, and people are like, "Do you think you ever, you know, do you think like they'll ever invent something to to make you walk or something at some point in the future?" And I'm like, "I don't care. Yeah, I don't. It's not something. That's, I don't wake up. Every, I don't. People have this idea that you wake up every day and you're like, oh my, how good would it be to walk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I've never been able to walk. It's not something that I think about every day. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that's, there's a sort of perception there. You're just sort of living your life like, oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, yeah. So, you know, I think that um, trying to just, that's kind of what the whole point of this podcast is, is to try to make people aware of that and and have a laugh. And, you know, it's mad for me because, like, when you mentioned me back about coming on, I was I was like, wow, wow Kelly Chet is coming up out. Because it was just such a weird thing that I'm like, if you told me when I was in, when I was like watching highlights of a Celtic Man game and 
and being like, I remember being like, this guy looks pretty good, man. <laughs> He's gonna, be, you know, I, I would never have thought. However many years later, I'd be sitting doing a podcast with you. Yeah. It's mad how things turn out like that. No, you're right. It is. It's never know how how things work out. Well, how long have we been for? Paul? There we go. We timed it very well, there. That's two X. That's two podcast pros. Exactly. Timed it right on the hour. Listen, I really appreciate you coming on, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I certainly did. And Given the circumstances, it's amazing that you managed to bobble your way in here to do this. Yeah. Well, uh, I was thinking last night like it would be pretty be pretty bad form to cancel with only crutches as an excuse. So I was like Especially when the host is in the wheelchair. Well that's yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. So I was like, that's I can't <laughs> It's a bit of a double edged sword, that isn't it's, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thanks for having me on. Enjoyed it. Really oh, totally. enjoyed it. Any time, man.